An interesting weekend of Christmas football. We had some snoozers of games. We've had some playoff clinchers. We've had some teams eliminated from playoff contention and some teams that are kind of still in it with two weeks to play everything going on week 16 of the NFL season coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Hit us with your uh, Wednesday mailbag questions for this week. We've got an extra special best of episode coming at you tomorrow, but we had to get you here, even though I'm still on holiday uh, and I'm away from my home studio. We had to get you the, the recap from the weekend of football. That was week 16, some Christmas Eve, some Christmas games, very interesting scores and some storylines that are now building here uh, into the end of the season with some playoff hopes on the line and I want to start with and we, we got to get to the Vikings that just keep winning these games these one score games and the 61 yard field goal to win it but I want to start with a, a different idea here and um, it, it was a bad football game let's be honest a couple of really bad ones on Christmas Day in fact with the Rams blowout 51 14 over the Broncos and the Broncos are just playing the work like I, I can't believe what's going on with the Denver Broncos right now like it, it is so bad but the late game was also bad but it was at least close and went into overtime with the Buccaneers hanging on winning 19-16 Matt now you have a seven and eight Buccaneers team looking good to get into that playoffs it was going to be uh it would have actually been if they didn't win that game in overtime it would have been the six and nine Panthers that actually led with tiebreakers in the NFC South but when you see a team like the Cowboys that won on Christmas Eve, 40 to 34 over the Eagles, the Cowboys 11-4, do you think it's time to start to relook at the seeding of things in the playoffs and say, well, okay, if you win the division, you're in the playoffs, but can you have a team that's got nine losses hosting a, you know, a 12-win Cowboys team? Yeah, let me get that in one second. I just want to kind of preface this, but we haven't talked to our fans for our listeners for a while. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday weekend, spent a lot of time with their yes. family, as did I. I'm uh, playing catch up a little bit. You know, we had people here all afternoon and evening yesterday, so I'm doing the best I can to try to digest all these games, but I'm doing, doing all right. A couple themes, though, obviously from the weekend, kind of like you said, but there were some quite a few fringe playoff teams that all seemed to lose, you know, the Jets, the Patriots, the Lions, on and on and on, that all of a sudden teams like the Packers are back in it maybe, you know, some of these stalwart teams. And then, of course, weather was a massive theme of the weekend. And I found this quote on the 33rds website by Joe Thomas referencing Saints-Browns. By the way, the Saints handled the weather better than the Browns. That's a side note. But Joe Thomas said, I've lived in, I've lived 27 years in Wisconsin, 11 years in Cleveland, spent a lot of time ice fishing in Northern Wisconsin. Never have I been in temperatures that felt so cold and referencing the Browns game this week, you know, like it's a little crazy and it's a leveling the playing field situation. So back to your question, I have mixed feelings about this because I hate when superior teams 
don't when the best seven don't get in, which almost happens every year. Like if you could hand pick the seven you want to see as a fan, as an analyst, rarely is it the same seven that go from each respective conference. But having been in those buildings, and I tell the story all the time, Phil Savage and Romeo Cornell took over as the Browns GM and coach and fired me and many others shortly after. But we would start every draft meeting as one of the worst, if not the worst team in the league, saying, how do we beat the Steelers? You know, so, so much preparation, because the Steelers were top of the division. So much preparation year round for these teams is, how do I win my division? And if you don't reward them for doing so, even if it's a six-win team, I have a problem with that too. It- and, and I get the the idea of division rivalries and, and sure. that takes so much away from it. And winning the division wouldn't matter. I think maybe the 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 way to go about it would be potentially if you throw the division winning thing out if you're not 500. Like maybe that's just a stipulation maybe. where it's like, okay, if you win the division and you're 500, now you're hosting playoff games, right? See, but I was uh, cooler with that when there were 16 games. But eight and nine, I can live with. He's one game under, right? Which is where the Buccaneers could be at seven and eight now. It yeah. would have looked a lot worse with a team that was six and nine. Oh. That, that at best, you know, you're talking about a 10 loss team probably would be one of those teams winning the division. It still could be with, yeah, uh, yeah. with the teams in the NFC South. Um, but the, the, just the Cowboys with their record, too, there's such a big difference between. Like, what yeah. if it was okay? Yeah. If you win your division, you gar- you're guaranteed a playoff spot but you reseed based on record for the whole playoffs. I was about to suggest that though. We've been doing this a while together. I, I kind of like that, that these are the seven that go in four division w- winners and the most qualified wild card teams. And then we're going to seed you one to seven, kind of like the NCA bracket, you know, how we see fit or mathematically. I mean, not, it's not going to be votes, but you know, mathematically. And just because you win the division doesn't mean you host a game. I like that. I, I was blown away watching that game Sunday night, the last game of, of Christmas Day with the Buccaneers winning in overtime 19 to 16. And the Trace McSorley led Cardinals were just was bad football. But the Tom Brady led Buccaneers were just as bad. Like that was the, the, I'm watching that game's like you're telling me one of these teams gonna be in the playoffs. They were awful. Oh, they were man. both awful. That, that was not a good football game. And those and, and, and it was just sort of setting in the whole time I'm watching this game. I, I don't I, these teams should not be in the playoffs and sh- certainly shouldn't be hosting the Cowboys. I mean, Tampa's got big problems that aren't getting fixed. They don't run the ball well. They're bad on first downs. They get no explosive plays. Their O-line's a disaster. I still picked them to win because all the bad things going on around the Cardinals. And I want to give Arizona a little bit of credit in that they're on their third quarterback. Their GM is gone. There's all kinds of bad things going. They played hard. They easily could have cashed this thing in and rolled over and on Christmas Day and said to heck with it. They're just not good. You know, they're going to, they're a yeah. top five drafting type of team where the Bucks are going to be one and done. I, I know some teams, I, I know a lot of analysts are lumping like Brady and Rogers together. And just punch your ticket, just get in the show and then look out for those guys. Green Bay is a thousand times better than Tampa Bay, by the way, but the, Tampa's not beating Dallas in round one. I don't think anything else needs to be said about the 51 to 14 thumping of the Broncos by the Rams, except for embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, embarrassing for the Broncos and the Rams. It's like, okay, you know, showing some spunk here at the end of the season with, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're a lot, some, well, their quarterback, at least, you know, on the sideline, very important player there. And it was a team that uh, didn't, uh, you know, that we knew wasn't going to go anywhere. They're, they're out of things. But 
showing some signs of life late in the season, which is nice for them going into next year. But the Broncos mm. are a disaster. They're embarrassing. A really good one on the early game, though, Sunday, which was the Packers beating the Dolphins 26-20. And you mentioned how at 7-8, and eight, now the Packers aren't completely out of this thing and are fighting for one of those potential wild card spots and really getting hot at the right time late in the year if they can get in and you know maybe uh, do a little damage in the playoffs because they still got some talent on both sides of the ball. And it was the Dolphins with a lead at halftime that were shut out in the second half uh, of that game and didn't score again after scoring 20 points in the first half at eight and seven, which also allowed the Buffalo Bills to clinch the AFC East. So congratulations to the Buffalo Bills who beat the Bears 35-13 and clinched the uh, AFC East this year. They're now 12 and three, um, kind of bouncing around a little bit here with some of these scores, but when you when you look at that Packers team and beating the Dolphins, and I think that was a lot more telling than the you know the overtime game Sunday night with two teams. It's yes. like okay, these are two teams that are playoff caliber, and they played a good game. They played a close game, and the Dolphins were just better early in the earlier in the year. But you could see how there's two teams that that maybe could beat somebody in the playoffs. But I I don't think I saw enough from either one of these teams throughout the year or on Christmas day that would make me say, uh, I'm kind of scared to play them in the playoffs though, either. Yeah. This is a big game because, you know, Tua. I mean, it's particularly for Tua. Uh, he has those two really rough games. Then he goes to Buffalo and loses, but played better. And then the first half, he was great hitting waddle late and all that. And then just a Tua collapse, you know, I mean, four turnovers, three interceptions by Miami in a game that they averaged 8.4 yards per play, as opposed to 4.6 for green Bay. They lost this game as much as Green Bay won it. That being said, you know, the Packers were my fantasy D to draft this year. They have first-round picks everywhere. They're going to be the steal of fantasy drafts. They stunk all year. And, and I think they're they're starting to round into shape a little bit on that side of the ball. And my biggest takeaway was a while back I made some waves saying Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC it's probably still Rodgers. He's still a star, <laughs> you know, like boring, but it's probably still Rodgers. I don't think it's any coincidence either that the emergence of their highly drafted wide receiver in Christian Watson right. has also been the emergence of, you know, Rodgers playing better, the team playing better, the offense playing better for the Packers. I've just been still disappointed about their defense. And even this one in the first half, you know, that their defense has too many talented players. And, and I think that could even be the shakeup for the Packers this offseason. If, if Rodgers sticks around, maybe it's a defensive coordinator switch there because I think it's been a, unacceptable with what the Packers defense has done this year based on the talent that was there. They should be, we should be talking about them as, you know, one of the best two, three defenses in the NFL. They haven't been that. Yeah, I expected it. You know, just on paper, they should be a top handful, you know, for sure. Every every first-round pick's on defense. I mean, except for Jordan Love. Um, we'll get into this later in the week, but they're favored hosting the Vikings, and then they host the Lions. Like, they're far from dead. Like, I look at them in Tampa much differently. If Green Bay gets in the show, they could beat a Dallas. They could beat your Niners, possibly. I mean, like, they're a little bit dangerous. Tampa, to me, is not dangerous at all. Yes, 100% agreed. Okay, some other teams that might be a little dangerous in the playoffs. We'll talk playoff implications. We'll talk Christmas Eve, Christmas Day football from week 16. Next. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. You are maybe sitting around a little bored. People are on vacation. You're on vacation. You want to uh, get into the game a little bit, right? Well, Play some daily fantasy sports, especially if you're not in your year-long fantasy playoffs anymore in the NFL. All you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, 
you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Doesn't take a lot of time. It could not be simpler to play daily fantasy with prize picks either. You don't have to draft an entire team. You're only picking those two to five players, and you're only picking them against the projections at prize picks if they will score more or less than those projections. And it's not just NFL either. And of course, you can play NFL maybe you know Monday night or uh, any day of the week, and uh, you you want to pick some projections for the the NFL weekend, but. There is NBA, there is PGA golf, there is college sports, college football, bowl season, college basketball, men's and women's. There is esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, tons, even cricket and disc golf. If that's what you're into, you can find tons of projections available at Price Picks to play daily fantasy sports. Make those selections and entries in less than 60 seconds it's that easy uh safe and fast withdrawals which are also easy and currently operational in over 30 states including canada so download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today and every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today as well. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, let's head on over to... I, I kind of glossed over that Bills game, Bills and Bears on uh, on Christmas Eve. The the Bills were down at halftime. Yeah, and and this is so. There, there's two takeaways with this game. One is that when the Bears get some talent and Justin Fields continues to develop, he's already a problem, and he's so competitive. And it, it's fun to watch that game, even though the Bears are three and twelve, and you know there's they're out of it. It was still a really interesting game and fun to watch. And you see Josh Allen making a couple mistakes, and he's still prone to make a couple throws where you're like, "Come on, Josh Allen, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah, you're, oh. top, you're top two quarterback in the NFL. What are you doing making that throw?" And so the Bears have the lead at halftime. And then the other takeaway is, "Oh yeah, but then Josh Allen can do that and throw up thirty points in the second half on a team." And, and roll you too. And so there's there's sort of like the two sides of the coin there for the Buffalo Bills. And the Bears obviously can't do anything about it at that point because they're like, oh, well, we got figured out and we don't have the uh, we don't have the the pieces to compete Horses, with yeah. this Josh Allen in the second half. So, uh, you know, a story of two halves definitely in this game. And it's all about the future for the Chicago Bears. Um, it's all about the now for for the Buffalo Bills at 12 and three winning the AFC East. But Josh Allen can't be making those mistakes and getting behind against playoff teams. No, 100%. Uh, Bill's defense played really well. All the Bears games seem to go the, the right way for them in that, boy, I'm seeing a lot of good stuff, but we still got the loss, so we're going to pick second overall. Maybe if Houston wins another one, we can get the first, and then we can trade that for a bounty. You know, somebody wants a quarterback or take Will Anderson, you know, something like that. So you, the future looks very bright. The foundation's being built. Looks like they have a coach, an offense coordinator, a, a quarterback, and they play hard. So that's great for the Bears. And I, I equate them often to – you know that basketball team, like around here, Duquesne's an okay program, but then they play North Carolina and the first half's kind of tight. And then North Carolina brings three, three, five stars off the bench. And you just can't, you just can't go for 60 minutes. I mean, that's who the bears are right now. Bill's defense is really good. I have no worries about the D except the, the D line depth with Juan Miller out worries me big picture. 
But these Josh Allen turnovers, especially in the other team's end, you know, that it could be points, right. worry me a little. Um, I, I did want to mention James Cook, though. I mean, he is starting to emerge a little later than I expected. One of my favorite dynasty rookies coming out, too. Yeah, a little late with the emergence yeah, there yeah. for him because a lot of times running backs, you see it very early in, in their rookie seasons. And I think with James Cook, he's just such an interesting player where he's not going to be an early down back. So even if there's injuries and there's a path for him, he's he, he's not really going to be that, but he can be really mm-hmm. dynamic in the passing game. And I think they're they sort of that. figuring out how to use him. We've seen a couple flashes now here and there for the year. And nice weapon in the playoffs to have if they if they um, need right. to lean on that. And, you know, give Josh Allen an outlet so he doesn't have to make the hero ball throws and, and make mistakes too. So that's kind of a mindset thing for Josh Allen. And the other part of it is, yeah, don't get yourself hit. Don't get yourself hurt, Josh Allen. And, you know, if we've got – someone like James Cook in the game, you can dump it off. You don't have to make the hero right. ball throw and, and throw that interception. Right. And he, I mean, he only threw for 172 yards. Fine. Didn't have to do much at the end. Lean on the running game, especially with the lead. Okay. I, I can buy that formula. Interesting one here with the Panthers beating the Lions Christmas Eve, 37-23, Matt. The Panthers improved Insane. to six and nine on the season. They're four and one with interim head coach uh, Wilkes now. And, the Lions really hurts their opportunity to sneak into the playoffs, and they're suddenly tied now with the Packers at seven and eight records. Both still have an opportunity, but it would have been really nice for the Lions to be eight and seven instead of seven and eight right now. So big loss for the Lions and their fight to get into the playoffs. And the Panthers, again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't pull that out on in overtime on Christmas evening, the Panthers would have that tiebreaker currently and would be leading the NFC South at six and nine and now they will not be leading the nfc south because the tampa bay buccaneers won that but as we know over the course of the next two games they can still win a couple games and get into this thing at eight and nine uh, if they win out and the 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 buccaneers lose a football game so uh your thoughts on this game with the panthers with the lions and where those teams stand here in their fight for a, a playoff berth in 2022 yeah fanboy matt would have liked to see the lions in the playoffs that looks Less, less likely now. That's unfortunate. But I also th- I also wanted to see the Panthers win their division. And always comes back to the Steelers. Last week, the Steelers played the Panthers, so I really, really dug into this team. And as you've been saying for years, I like a lot of their defensive pieces. But the offense is you have to stop their running game. It's not a real diverse running game. They run the same plays down your throat over and over. And, hey, give Steve Wilkes credit, by the way. And, oh, my God, did they do that to the Lions. Uh, I mean – I think they had well over 200 yards rushing in the first half. I mean, this game was over from the beginning. I mean, Foreman and Chuba went for 165 and 125. And Darnold actually is playing kind of good, you know, well enough that he might be a spot starter with the type dude. You know, I'm, I'm interested in Darnold and Mayfield, how the league views those guys in free agency. Not that they're going to ever regain the promise they once had, but they're, they're NFL players. So, this was all about stopping the run. Everyone on the planet knew what was going to happen, and the Lions couldn't stop it. And they just ran the same plays over and over down their throat. Yes, that Lions defense is still not ready. they got to do some work no. in the in the offseason if they don't get in or if they do get in because I don't think they'll last against some of these teams in the playoffs because of that reason. And, look, we're talking about a lot of teams and, and a lot of tiebreaker scenarios that are coming up here. Uh, but I think in the end, a lot of teams that, that don't quite have it. And, and I thought the Lions might be that team. But maybe it's actually mm-hmm. the Packers when you look at it. Okay, how you're built – how much talent is on your roster top to bottom? The team that, you, you know, there's that team that kind of makes a run and sneaks in with a wild card and all of a sudden is trouble in the playoffs. Probably in the NFC looking more like the Packers is that team 
yeah. after all out of nowhere and not the Lions or, you know, the Commanders or the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and some of that's starting to really come to the forefront, you know, the uh, the Patriots for real or the Lions for real, the Jets for real, or Miami for real. I mean, even some teams that will get in are struggling at the wrong time. Matt, do you have the schedule grid in front of you right now? No, but I will pull it up very quickly okay. because I we'll often pull it do. up next because I want to talk a couple tiebreakers here and, okay. and talk about a couple of games, a couple of teams. Uh, the Seahawks lost to the Chiefs, what that means and where those tiebreakers are heading into the last couple of weeks for some of those uh, NFC and AFC, AFC playoff spots next. Let me lay out a scenario for you. And this happens often in the holidays. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. And a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think, ah, I'm going to call for a ride, right? Uh, no, you live nearby. You can make it home. You're okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway, right? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, but, you know, your insurance goes up. You're, you lose your license. Maybe you total your car. Maybe you kill somebody because that's how this could end sometimes is is deadly and everyone knows the risks of driving drunk and it is not worth it don't even take your vehicle if you know you're going to be out drinking especially during the holidays leave your car at home make those plans so you have no choice at the end of the night but to make a smart decision which is the only decision you leave yourself with which is getting that ride home and not driving under the influence that's why police are going to be out there heavy during the holidays especially new year's be smart about it they're looking for impaired drivers on our roads so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead or get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over okay matt so looking at the seahawks loss let's let's talk mm -hmm. nfc here real quick and finish this up with the seahawks losing 24 10 to the chiefs the chiefs have clinched now the um the afc west the Seahawks at seven and eight on the season still have some tiebreakers. We're looking at the commanders who lost 37, 20 to the 49ers. The 49ers are just absolutely rolling right now. And, and uh, I'm kind yeah. of blown away every week by what Brock Purdy is doing. And that 49ers defense doing a number on every single team they face the commanders at seven, seven and one. So looking at the playoff picture right now, it would still be Giants with the six seed at eight, six and one. The Commanders with a seven seed at seven, seven and one. They both have that half game, which helps them. The Seattle Seahawks at seven and eight would be the eight seed, but they have the tiebreakers over some of these teams. So Seattle wins the tiebreaker over Detroit based on head to head win percentage. That, that was the, what was it, 48 45 game or something earlier oh, on this yeah, year, yeah. Okay. which, which right. Seattle beat Detroit. So that's big with with Detroit. So that makes it tough for Detroit, especially against the the Seahawks. Detroit's in trouble. Yes. Um. So division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Green Bay. Detroit wins the tiebreaker over Green Bay based on head to head win percentage. But you have the schedule grid up, and I think you already mentioned it. the The Lions and Packers still play in, right? Right. Right. Okay. okay. Green Green Bay hosts Minnesota, then they host Detroit. Detroit hosts the Bears, and then goes to Green Bay. Okay. So. It is possible that that is a play-in game for that seventh wild card spot with the okay. Packers and the Lions, and then I, with the I know the Packers have to win out to even be in it, so they got to beat the Vikes, but they're favored, and I can understand why. Right now, looking at the South, with let's say the the Bucks collapsed and they don't win again, and they end up they end host up the Panthers this week. Like to me, that's a monster game. That's a huge game, and then there's yeah. a tiebreaker for. 
uh, the Panthers and the Saints because we haven't talked a lot about the Saints. The Saints are also six and nine, just as the Carolina Panthers are. That was uh, an right- impressive win in Cleveland. I mean that that's not their environment, and they go up there and win that game. I didn't expect that either. That that no. was that was huge, and it was was that the game that it, the, they said the feels like temperature was negative thirty seven or something. It was the worst like of all. Of them. Yes, yes, yes. I like, what the hell? like? How did and the know? Browns did not handle it well, and that worries me for Watson, Amari, et cetera. You know what was what I found funny this weekend was uh, it was the Seahawks, and it was really cold in Kansas City as well. And DK Metcalf and some of the Seahawks players were warming up with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously DK Metcalf, if I look like DK Metcalf, I probably would never wear a shirt um, ever. Right. But then they went and got, they got, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna, maybe I'll put know, something like, on. It's a little chilly out here. I'm they won the pregame. Yeah, they yeah, won yeah, the yeah. pregame, but they did not win the actual game. But I, I did think that was funny. <laughs> All right. Look good. Look good before the game. Um, but right now the Panthers win the tie break over New Orleans based on head to head win percentage. Do they play again? Yes. So okay. New Orleans goes to Philly, which, with or without Hurts is a tough game, plus Philly owns their first-round pick. So that's not going to be easy on the Saints. Then they <laughs> host the Panthers. Okay. So, uh, so the Saints could be in trouble. So the Saints could be in trouble, but they could also have a play-in, just like the Lions and the Packers, although it's for the South. But that would mean that they have to win both. or they The Panthers and Saints would both have to win next week. Then they would have to be waiting on the Panthers to lose in the last game of the season. But that could potentially be a play-in mm-hmm. game as well. So, again, I don't have all the scenarios in front of me, but I, I'm looking at that division. And unfortunately, because I don't want to see the Bucs in the postseason, they have the one-game lead. But they host the Panthers this week. If the Panthers win that game, which is very, very feasible, Tampa could go to Atlanta in Week 18 and certainly lose, where Carolina could go to New Orleans and certainly win. So if Carolina wins out, they do a ton of damage to their opponents at Tampa, at New Orleans. So that's kind of a good feeling, but they probably need Tampa to lose both. Which is possible. Big one for the And they're in the AFC, there's a really big one for the Chargers at eight and six that could, uh, like, this is a massive one for the Chargers if they beat the Colts Monday Night Football. Uh, we're recording it feels like this. if they win, they're in. Yeah, we're recording this before that game Monday, so we don't know the results of that depending on when you're watching this podcast. But uh, that's that. It's basically a a win in your end type of a game for them to go nine and six right now in the AFC playoffs with the with the Dolphins lost currently at eight and seven. Have a full game up there uh, going into the last two weeks of the season. They also host the Raiders and go to Denver, so it'd be a massive collapse if the Chargers don't get in. Right, and so then it would be up to the Dolphins keeping their head above five hundred and getting them in. It's a lot less likely for some of these AFC teams now with the Patriots, mm-hmm. the Jets uh, at seven and eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers now at seven and eight, but they do have a chance with their last second heroic win over the Las Vegas Raiders. There, so not eliminated yet are some of these teams, no. including the Raiders. Oddly enough, at six and nine, even though they are for all intents and purposes, eliminated. They're, they're not going to win. It would be pretty much impossible for them to find a way in with all these teams. Um, not impossible, but very close to that. Uh, and yeah. the Steelers are kind of in a similar boat. The interesting one here, though, to me, looking ahead, is it doesn't matter what the Titans and Jaguars do next week. They're Isn't playing, that funny? Yeah. Yeah, they're playing for the title in Week 18 uh, it, it, with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. I, I think that's awesome. So do you rest, guys? You know what I mean? In week 17 to prepare for the playoff game in week 18? Because the Jags, like the bye week? Yeah. I mean, the Jags go to Houston and Tennessee hosts the Cowboys. If I'm the Titans, I mean, I'm playing Willis, but I might want my banged I, up dudes I, I, to 
Get I help. think of of both of those teams, if there's one player to rest, Derrick Henry would be that guy. Yeah, great call. Right. I would not play Henry, period. End of sentence. Do and not play not Henry. Right. And maybe then, like a Jeffrey Simmons could get a break or somebody mm-hmm. very important that's had a long year, you know? Or maybe play a half and then yank everybody if it's, you know, if the game's out of hand or something like that, mm-hmm. too. I mean, you can't really quite yank everybody like you can in some other sports. Um, you could hide Trevor Lawrence's to... helmet in the second half. Or yeah, the that's true. Or... <laughs> well, Trevor, like, <laughs> you know? I, I'd probably want to play Trevor Lawrence at least to start the game, treat it like week three, the preseason kind of thing. He plays mm-hmm. a half, then you, yeah, then you hide his helmet. But that, that'll be a fun one in week 18. Love that for yeah. the division. Doesn't matter. We haven't, had, we haven't had an 18 game schedule long, but I can't remember a year ever where the game before the last one didn't matter, but the last one did. You know, I mean, it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And looking at the AFC North, uh, we talked about how the, the Steelers aren't out of it now at seven and eight. Chippy end to the Their season. Their tiebreakers are awful, though. They have so yeah. many AFC losses. That's what's killing the Steelers. And it's amazing because the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens have already clinched playoff spots, but we still mm-hmm. don't know who's going to win that division yet. But Cincinnati Bengals do have the leg up there at 11 and four with the Baltimore Ravens now 10 and five. There's some talk. There's been a lot of rumors and I hate talking rumors and speculation. And this guy said this Lamar Jackson might not play again the regular season uh, and may never play again for the, the Ravens. Ever. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure he'll be there the postseason, but right. But yeah, there's then, yeah, that's an interesting one. That, he may not be a Raven next year. I'm just telling you that. That is an off season to watch very closely there in Baltimore mm-hmm. for sure with Lamar Jackson. I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday season. Thanks so much for listening to Peacock and Williamson all year long. And of course, we will have a best of for you if you're listening to the audio podcast on Tuesday. Uh, on the, it's also going to be on the YouTube channel as well. And of course, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programs on Wednesday, which will be a mailbag. So if you have any questions uh, about what's yeah. going on Christmas football, about what's happened in the last couple of weeks of the season, or whatever it is about your football team, hit us up at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. We'll talk to you then right here, Peacock and Williamson.